Hi there. My name is Preston Puto. Welcome to the Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. This is where we share some of our messages from Sunday mornings. So we're glad you're here to listen. We'd love for you to join us in person. We meet on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. At our core, we're a community of people. So we gather on Sundays, but we also do a lot in the week together. We are people learning to follow Jesus and love our city. So to learn more, visit lakeridgecommunity.com. Hope to check in and visit with you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. Once upon a time, once upon a time, there was a family, and there and this family was made of an old guy, a grandpa. Well, he wasn't quite a grandpa yet. A dad named Tara, and he had a son named Abram, and they lived in a big city called in the area of Babylon. They lived in the city called Ur, and one day the dad decided he was getting a little older, but he decided we're going to move to a land that I've heard of called Canaan. And he was going to move. Now, from Ur to Canaan, it is 5,000 kilometers. Did you know, has anybody here ever moved before? Has anybody ever, ever moved? Yes, some, some of you moved, right? You moved from one side of town to the other side, right? And that took a few minutes, right? You guys moved? How far? Pretty far, pretty far. Guess what? They had to move, and you know what? They didn't have air conditioning. They didn't have a McDonald's to stop off by. Not even one. Can, they didn't have GPS. All they had was their feet, two feet, and a heartbeat. Or heel-toe express, whatever you, you want to call it. That's all that they had to move from one place to another. So he took his family, but guess what? They didn't get very far, because Tara, he died. I know, I know, it's sad, but guess, do you want to know how, how, how old that he was? The Bible says he was... 205 years old. So he lived a long life. He had a pretty good life. Yeah. So, so he died and his son. So one of the things I need your help with with this story is I need you to vote. Okay. I need you to vote because we're going to stop like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. So he came along and the dad died. And so his son Abram has to make a decision. Do we keep going another 4,300 kilometers or do we go back home to Ur? Okay, everybody who thinks we should keep going, oh, oh, wow, okay, okay, okay. And then those of you who think we should go home, okay, well, yeah, right? And so, okay, so we got one going home. Well, guess what? They decided to keep going. They decided to keep on their journey. But something happened. Something really cool happened in this story. Guess what? One night, God spoke to Abram. Now, it doesn't know, it doesn't say if he's had this experience before, but, but he experienced God talk to him, and it must have been a big surprise, and what was surpri- more surprising is what God said. God talked to Abram, and he said this. He said that Abram should get up and keep going, that he should go to Canaan, and more than this, that he should leave his aunties and uncles, he should leave his family and his friends, and that he's going to go to a land that God is going to show him. And God said that he would do a few things. Now listen to, to this. God said that he would give Abram a big family, and God said that he would make him a great nation. And God said that he would bless him. And it even says in the Bible he would make him famous. And it says that he would protect him. And even more, get this, one last part of the promise. In this promise, God said that the whole world 
would get to be in on this promise. That everybody in the whole world would be blessed through this promise. Now, I have a question for you. I have something to tell you about Abram. This is kind of embarrassing for Abram, but he was not famous. He just had some donkeys and he was walking on the ground. He did not have any kids. He did not, no one really knew who he was. And guess what? Do you think that the whole world was being blessed because of Abram? No. And he was just a guy in the desert and he lived in a tent. Can everybody do a tent here, right? He had a little tent, just enough for him and his little family to live under it and some of his, and his nephew and some donkeys and some stuff, right? That is not very much. So, do you think God's big promise could work for this guy named Abram? Okay, vote. What do you think? Do you think he should trust this promise that, that, that God made? Well, i got some kind of unenthusiastic hands here. So, it's true. Abram felt the same way, right? Abram wasn't so sure if this God who talked to him in the middle of the desert was like was it a hallucination. What? Do you think God really was going to promise something to this guy? Well, Abram, guess what? He decided he would trust God. He looked around and he said, I'm just a guy in a desert in a tent. Maybe God's going to do all this, but I don't know how. I don't even know even how he's going to do it. Well, I got, I got some bad news. As he's walking along, he finally gets to this land of Canaan, but then things go bad. Do you think you can still trust God when things go bad? Well, well I don't know. I don't, I don't know yet. I, don't, I have to read the rest of the story. We aren't sure. So what happens is he, the first bad thing happens. He gets to the land that he's going to, and guess what? There's no food. He shows up. This place is supposed to have a whole lot of food, right? And he shows up and there's none. So he goes with his group and they go down to a place called Egypt where they have food. So he has to leave this land that God said is going to be a wonderful land to live in and he has to leave it already, right away. He barely got there, right? It's like showing up at your like, campsite and you've got to go to another one, right? He shows up and there's no food. So first bad problem, there's no food and he's even gone from the land that he came from. Do you think he should still trust God's promise? Yeah, yeah vote. Okay, vote. Wow. A lot of faith here, right? Okay. So, he does. He trusts God, and he gets some food. But guess what? The Pharaoh there, the king of Egypt, he's, he's pretty sketchy. I won't go into it. There's some parts of, of, of it that are tough. But it gets sketchy, and he leaves again. He has a bit of food, but he goes back to the land of Canaan. And just when you think things are going to be okay, bad thing number two happens. They show up, and they have a bunch of animals, and they're trying to eat. But because the land isn't very good right, right now, there isn't enough food to feed all their animals. And the people, the herdsmen are fighting over it. So he has his nephew named Lot, and he, and they are kind of, there's like a little fight over land. And so, there's a good chunk of land and a bad chunk of land, and he has to decide, is he going to give the good stuff to his nephew? Or is he going to take the good stuff for himself? What do you think? Should he keep the good stuff for himself? Whoa, nice kids here. Should he give the good land to his nephew? Well, because he, he has a promise in his heart that God's going to take care of him. So guess what? He gives the good land to his nephew, and he takes the less good land. So bad number two thing happens, but the promise is still inside of him, right? The promise is still there. So third bad thing happens, just as you think, finally, like, is God finally going to keep his promise? The third bad thing happens, and this is it. His nephew Lot, he's taken by a bad king. A bad king takes him away as a prisoner. Oh, okay. So Abram's looking at this, and he's going... What should I do? So choose your own adventure. Should I just stay in my tent and let, let's say, see you later, you, bury, you, you, you made your own bed, or should I go rescue my nephew? Rescue, rescue nephew. nephew. 
Okay, choose your nephew. So he does. He goes rescues his, his nephew, and he gets his nephew back. And so, three bad things and three pretty good outcomes. But still, there's a pretty big problem still. He is just one guy in this land. And he looks around, and God said that he would one day have a big family, and he doesn't. You know how old Abraham is at this time? He's 75 years old. Do you... Now, I was pretty old when I started a family, but that's like getting up there, right? That is getting up there. So he still is wondering, can God do this? But here's something Abram does. Because he has this promise in his heart, every time something bad happens, you know the first thing that he does? He thanks God. He says, thank you. Have, have you ever thanked God after a bad thing happens? Right? We always want the good things to happen, but over and over, every time something happens, he says, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And every time, God says, I got you. I got you in the palm of my hand. I made a promise to you, and I always keep my promises. And so God one night meets him again, and he tells him again, he says, Abram, I've been watching you. You trust me so much, and every time something goes wrong, you thank me, and I love you. So I'm going to keep my promise, and I'm going to tell you again that my promise is this. You are going to have a child. And you're going to have a big family. And again, the whole world is going to be blessed because of you. Now, sometimes promises take a long time to come true. Scotia, have I ever made a promise to you and it takes a while to come true? Like, you really, really, really want, like, to go for ice cream? And I said, I promise. I promise you're going to go for ice cream. And if it doesn't happen right away, you were pretty sad, right? Right? Oh, and you really want a dog. Yes. And that promise has not really come, come, come through yet, right? It takes time. Abram has to wait a long time for this promise to come through. But guess what? Can I, can I tell you a bit of a secret? Can I tell you how, how the story goes? This guy who lives in a tent, guess what? The promises start to come true. They do. Even while he's still alive, the promises start to come through. So the first one is, guess what? He does. This old guy who doesn't think that he's going to have kids. At 75, guess what? He has his first baby boy when he's one hundred years old. Yeah, what, right? We don't even know how biology works around here, but that is really old. So he has this baby boy. First promise. Then, second promise. His family gets huge. Like, I mean, first one boy, then that boy has kids, and then then they have kids, and then they have so many kids, their family gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it becomes like a whole country. That's how big this family gets. And then the next one, God promised them land, And guess what? They got all this land. All the same land that God promised them right in the beginning. And it was awesome. And they could build cities there. And they could build places to to, to live. And then God rescues and protects these people over and over again. Every promise is true except one. There is one that isn't quite fulfilled. And it's the promise of this. Is the whole world going to be blessed What do you think? Do you think if God keeps these promises, do you think God is still going to keep this other promise? What do you think? Choose your own adventure. Do you think God still keeps his promise? That somehow everybody in the world is going to be loved for and cared for by God? Oh, we got a thumbs up here. Okay. I want to show you something in my special basket here. It is this. This is our family blanket fort basket. This is used pretty regularly because this is our biggest blanket that we have for doing forts. So whenever we do forts in our home, we always call out the pink blanket. 
because it is the, the yes, there's a debate. It's coral, um, orange or pink. We aren't really sure, but it is the big blanket. And you know why? Why does this blanket work for forts? It's so big. It's our biggest one. So look at this. I'm going to make a blanket fort here. I need help, okay? Do you guys know a thing or two about making blanket forts? Okay, we need a chair there and a chair there and a chair here. Bear with us, adults. This really was not for, for, for you. This was for everybody here. Okay. okay, guys, blanket fort pros, we need help here. There's some work to, to, to do here, making this blanket fort. Okay, so we do this. Yeah, come on, stretch it out. There we go. Okay, blanket forts. This is, this, this is a skill set that you need to develop at a young age. There we go. Are we good? Are we good? And then, and then if we want the blanket fort to be bigger, we have auxiliary blankets, right? Okay, guys, send that out there. That has to go a little further, right? Yeah, I know, right? And then, um, here, we got another one here. Come on, come on, team. Come on, team. We have to... Auxiliary blanket number two, exactly. And so, look at this. Look at this. This fort... We have made forts covering much of our upstairs because you can always find another blanket, right? Okay, thumbs up if this blanket fort's working for us, yeah? Very good, very good. Awesome, awesome. Yes, we have designed them and we try to make them better, better, better. Perfect. Okay, everybody can go inside the blanket fort. I want to talk to the adults for a second here. Head... Head on in. Look at this. There was one promise left. I, I, well, then you can keep designing it. This is it. There was one promise left. Would the whole world be blessed? Would this little tent that Abraham had, that he has his little family in, in this little land of Canaan, would the whole world be blessed? Would the tent grow enough to include others? This was the grand promise. Well, guess what? A long time after Abraham came his son. A great, 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 great grandson. His name is Jesus. And Jesus comes along, and Jesus came to fulfill the biggest promise that was still lingering in the room. That the whole world could be blessed by God. So Jesus came, he came to welcome all people into God's family. <laughs> that the tent would be big enough for you white North Americans turn to uh, over, over here. That some of you from the Philippines, right? That some of you who are Dutch, even the Dutch, right? That all these people from around the world would eventually be included in the grand promise of God. And not only that, if you aren't good enough to be part of Abraham's family, Jesus makes you good enough. His righteousness covers you and you are included in the tent of God, in the family. Paul says this, he says, if you have faith like Abraham to trust God, you get in on the blessing. Abraham was celebrated because he had great faith. He, got, he just believed that God was going to do something and he just approached it with thanksgiving. He said, I don't know, God, how you're going to do it, but I'm going to go on the journey. And so this is kind of what the family of Abraham looks like, right? A wiggling mass of humans who are in on the promise of God. And guess what? 
Abraham was given this gift of friendship with God just by trusting him. And Paul explains it. You can read in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 4. He says that God did everything he said he would do for Abraham. And I'm learning to believe just maybe, maybe God will do things here and now in you and me. That this grand promise to Abraham is ongoing. I believe that we are part of God's family. So Paul says in Romans 4, he says this, even where there is no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Even where there is no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. Has your reasoning skills taken hope out of your life? (laughs) Have you thought every angle through and you've thought it through and you're like, there is no hope left. I thought every angle through God, there is no hope. And Paul says, even where there was no reason for hope, Abraham, he kept hoping. Abraham never wavered, he says, in believing God's promises. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God was able to do whatever he promised. Kids, are you guys having fun in there? Yeah? It's working? It's working. Friends, we are we're invited into the family of God. If there's somebody that you meet that you think in, in your own thinking can't be part of the family of God, guess what? There's a tent peg that can be pushed out enough to welcome them into, right? If, and if you aren't sure what your next step is, guess what? You are part of the family. You are part of God's family and you are heirs to it. So we're actually all children of Abraham. We're children and heirs of the grand promise. And because of Jesus, we believe that the whole world one day Uh, It says, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, I hope today that this little story of children in this tent helps us see the way that God is making all things new. That God is making a family for himself, and he's doing it because Jesus shows us the way. A child of Abraham welcomes us in. Our, Our kids can teach us an awful lot, and I hope... Uh, in this season, as we grow in our children's ministry, that we continue to learn uh, the beautiful ways that, that children show us how we are children of God. Amen? Can I get you guys to stand along with us while all of our kids are in this grand tent? <laughs> awesome. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Your children of the family of Abraham, you've been included. The tent is big enough for you. You are home. You are part of God's family. Amen? Go in peace today. Have a great, great Sunday. Enjoy it. See you later.